Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. And I appreciate every one of you guys jumping in. It feels good, man. I've been away from the mic a long time. It feels like a long time. When you got to go on vacation with the family, you got to go on vacation with the family. There's nothing to talk about. Two weeks away. Don't forget. And it's a joy for us, podcasters, content creators, to do all this stuff for y'all but it takes a toll sometimes you just got to take a break from it you know what i mean and collect yourself kind of regroup and get right back to it for the football season baby that's the way it's supposed to be so folks welcome back to another edition i'm excited to be back man there's things to talk about there's things to talk about man it's been a while because we had to kind of create things and make things and listen man It's just good to talk football again. So day three of the Bills camp. And uh, listen, man, I'm I'm hearing some good things. But we anticipated that. We anticipated to hear great things because there is a tremendous amount of pressure on the Bills organization. But that is a show for another day. But today's show, we're going to touch on some finer points in free agency, it's number one. Number two, we're going to touch on some finer points on certain individuals on this team, right? I don't know about you guys, but I'm a big fan. I mean, you guys already know. I was the I was the Nate Peterman. I was on a bandwagon for Nate Peterman. I love me an underdog. An underdog story is great. Everyone loves an underdog story, right? The guy or the, the, the woman or the, the player that wasn't supposed to be here and they beat all the odds and boom here they are right nate peterman just a fifth rounder at a pit wasn't supposed to do anything starting job you know what i'm saying and i was rooting for that brother until <laughs> the inevitable happened where josh allen became josh allen and you know what i mean thank you for warming my seat up i'm here thank you sir right then the kill the kill williams duke williams comes in i was rooting for duke. i was rooting for duke you know what I'm saying? Underdog story. Wasn't supposed to make it. You know what I'm saying? Had some issues during college, and here he comes. You know what I'm saying? Did some big things for the team. A lot of a lot of brothers were hitting on him. I was there just rooting for that dude because I felt that he could do it, right? Underdog story, right? And now we're looking for the underdog for this year, right? I'm not just going to give you one, right? It's easy to say that the underdog for the team is going to be this person. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to give you an underdog for each position group. But before we get to that, let's talk some camp, right? We're going to talk some camp. Uh, we're day three on camp. Um, I'm hearing some fantastic things. It was a great presser by defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier. I got something, I got something to say about Leslie Frazier. It's, it's hilarious to me because just a few short months ago, obviously we suffered a terrible loss to the Chiefs. 
And everybody and their mama was with that pitchfork ready to get rid of Leslie Frazier. He's horrible. He screwed us. He this, that, and the third. All I'm seeing in the comments is, wow, what a smart individual. Wow, I love that coach. That's the type of coach we need that's going to lead this defense. Where was all that <laughs> for the coach that brought us to a number one defense and has had this defense as a top-tier defense for several years now? And we sitting here hating on the boy. Come on, people, we can't. There's sometimes we got to let our frustrations out, but we have to logically look at the, the whole picture. This dude has these guys ready all the time. And Leslie Frazier was great today uh, with Chris Brown and Steve Tasker. Uh, fantastic press. I'll touch on that in just a little bit, right? But uh, we're here, folks. We are here, and I appreciate you guys tuning in. Do me a favor. If you guys are tuned in for the very first time, you guys have no idea who I am. You have no idea what this brand is. This is the Buffalo Fanatics. I'm your host, Rico. This is the Rico Report. Smash that like. Do me that favor and smash that like. Do me that favor. Smash that like. Hit that subscribe. And there's a little bell. And if you hit that bell, it should sound something like that. That is for you to know when we go live and we can hit you. Now, I don't know about you guys, man. Fantasy football is around the corner. Fantasy football is around the corner. Some of y'all are like me, right? I like to refresh every year, do a redraft and do all that stuff. But there are, there are some folks that like the dynasty. Dynasty for them is everything. Right. You get to keep a few players. You get to draft a few players and you get to do all the great things uh, that come with Dynasty. Well, folks, the people at Dynasty have a little message for you. Check this out. We all love fantasy football, but you've never experienced it like this. Dynasty owner is the best way. We all love fantasy football, but you've never experienced it like this. Dynasty Owner is the best way to play fantasy football. Do you have what it takes to be the best Dynasty Owner in the league? Download the Dynasty Owner app on the App Store or Google Play today to find out. Just like that, join the Dynasty. If you're part of a Dynasty League, dude, kudos to you. I feel bad for my man, Pierre, because Pierre just got bad news. Justin Ross is out for the season. Uh, yikes. Um, and now he's got to regroup. I mean, see, this is, these are why I don't do, I don't do fantasy, man. I don't, I don't, excuse me. I don't do dynasty, man. I wait, I, I redraft every year and we go from there. So, um, before we get into draft talk, we've got storylines around the league, right? Number one, uh, we were camp. I mean, a few of us, I'll, I'll myself included, were campaigning for Julio Jones to come to Buffalo. I think he would have been a perfect fit in Buffalo. Now, I am extremely pleased with the receiver room that we have currently right now. Trust me, ain't nobody wavering, right? But it would have been a nice addition to have a Julio Jones paired with Stefan Diggs. I mean, we talked about at length. Then he chose to, to go to the Titans. I, I don't know what this man was thinking, right? What a disaster, an utter disaster. So that didn't work out. That little project of his didn't work out. So where was Julio going to go? Well, guess what? He found himself a home. He is going to play with Tom Brady. He is going to Tampa. So maybe Chris Godwin's not ready just yet. Maybe Chris Godwin's injury was a little more severe than we thought, and he's not ready to bounce back. Whether he is or whether he isn't, Julio Jones uh, with, with Mike Evans, listen, that's, that's not a bad little duo right there now. I mean, Julio Jones is a little older, older in the tooth. Maybe those injuries have caught, caught up to him. Is he the still same player? Who knows? But when you put a player that you thought wasn't going to do anything with an elite quarterback, such as Tom Brady, things change. 
So we'll see how that plays out. You go from Tannehill to Tom Brady, there's a major difference with that. And everybody knows that. So let's, I mean, that's going to be an interesting project to see how that plays out. I think it's going to be successful for both, uh, both these guys. But let me, we'll go from there, man. Um, a little bit of sad news, though. Uh, the rookie Mechie, John Mechie. Um, for Texans, I'm not sure if you guys heard about this, but rookie receiver John Mechie, I think it was like a what, first or second round draft pick, um, top draft pick for the Texans, uh, recently found out some some devastating news, man. Uh, poor guy um, diagnosed with leukemia at such a young age. And I don't know how leukemia works. I mean, I had uh, one of my family, my, my uncle passed from leukemia, actually. Uh, but how that I mean, with age, I get I get it. You're a little older. My uncle's obviously a little older, but this guy's a young man. I don't know how that works, but like you go from pretty much they check you and poke you and do all those things in camp and in during the 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 the, the combines and all that stuff, and then you find out that type of news. Ouch, devastating, man. So, uh, man, prayers out to that man. Uh, hopefully, you know what I mean, uh, I don't know how that works out, man. Joe, prayers out to me, man. So good. Hopefully, he's in good spirits. Good spirits. So, um, that means I mean, kind of, I'm trying to root, go around the the. The, the league and, and kind of give you guys what's going on around the league. And then I get into Bill's camp. But uh, those were the two things that I, that, that I wanted to touch on. Uh, one last one for me, uh, the hate on Lamar Jackson has to stop. That's the one last thing I got. The hate on Lamar Jackson has to stop. And there was, there was something out today where a, an anonymous defensive coordinator, he wanted to just, you know I mean? Keep his name out and was pretty much saying like, yo, I'm paraphrasing. If you got to make Lamar Jackson pass all over you, I ain't scared of him. Like he, he doesn't scare me. Uh, he's not, he, he ain't going to get an extra long contract. Like he, he's just talking greasy about Lamar Jackson. Fam, put your name behind that shit. If you're going to talk smack like that, uh, you know what I'm saying? At that quarterback, you're a defensive coordinator, wherever you are. I guarantee you, he will circle that, that date that he plays your team and he will light your team up. Right. These guys that put, they don't put their name behind it. Yo, put your name behind it. Be a big boy. Put your name behind it. If you feel so strongly about, you know, being a player like that, put your name behind it. You know what I'm saying? And if you if you don't want to put your name behind him and shut your ass up, it's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to do that, like my man, Louis Riddick said, man, don't be a coward, man. That's a cowardly move. Be a man. Say what you want to say. If you feel this player ain't good, then say it. You know what I'm saying? I don't think anybody's going to waver and say Sam Donald is going to kill it. If they say, yo, I don't believe in Sam Donald, I believe a defensive coordinator could say, I don't believe in Sam Donald. I don't think he's that dude, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Put your name on that. That's all I want to say. I just want to jump on that. That just bugs me when these guys come out here and talk greasy and they don't, they don't want to say something. You know what I'm saying? Put your name on that. Put some respect on yourself and put your name on it. And, say, and then and get your boys ready when Lamar comes to town. I'm just saying, I'm a big fan of Lamar. I'm just, I just have to put that out there. I'll be, I'll be championing. If some dude was talking greasy about Josh Allen, yo, put your name on that. Because Josh Allen, I guarantee you, will circle that date and say, oh, yeah. Okay, so that's who said it. Yo, I'm going to light your ass up when we see each other. When we see each other, I'm going to let your ass up. All right? I had to get that off my chest. It was bugging me. I saw that all day. I was like, yo, I got I to gotta talk about it. But anyway, I digress. So let's get into camp talk. So another day, another strong defensive uh, performance. Um by the secondary, secondary continues to do great things. That's what I'm reading out there. Uh, obviously, uh, we didn't have any of our, our BF uh, contributors out there today at camp um, to kind of give you the bird's eye and tell you what's going on. So I'm kind of going off of, you know, pressers. I'm going off of uh, articles that are being written about the performance of today. And it looks like defense 
was added again. Defense was added again. Defense uh, came through. Uh, we're hearing a lot of great things from Kair Elam. Uh, Kair Elam is continuing uh, to, to show improvement. That's coming from uh, um, DC Leslie Frazier. Uh, also, I need this out of my corner. Man. I don't know about y'all, but I need a corner that's not going to be a nice guy. I need a corner that it's he's he's going to jaw a little bit because it gives you a certain edge. I don't know about y'all, but it gives you a certain edge, a defensive, a defensive edge. You know what I'm saying? That, that beats his tackle around the corner, but misses on that quarterback. I can guarantee you he's going back to that, that right tackle, left tackle, and say, fam, you cannot, you cannot block me. You know that. And it's a matter of time before I get your quarterback. So be ready for me because I'm coming, you know what I'm saying, 60 times, man. I'm coming at your ass 60 times. So you better, you better be ready because I'm going to get that quarterback of yours, right? There's always a little bit of smack talk. So there was a tiny bit of smack talk today with Kair Elam and our number one receiver, Stephon Diggs. And uh, I guess Stefan Diggs, uh, they went up for the ball simultaneously. He came down with it. I mean, they're tussling it, you know, wrestling for that football. And I guess Kyrie kind of, you know, ripped away at the end. You know what I'm saying? I guess my man Steph Diggs kind of looked at him and kind of jawed a little something at him. You know what I'm saying? Who knows what was said? It'll probably be like, fam, calm your ass down probably. Sometimes it'd be like that. Or fam, I let you have that. Chill out. You know, I caught that. That was six. And Kyrie's like, fam, who's got the football? I like that. It might be minor. But I like that. You need to set the tone early. You need to set the edge now. So when it comes time, when you got to face guys like Cooper Cup, you know what I'm saying? You got to face guys like Robert Woods. That's, you know what I'm saying, with the Titans. You got to face guys like Jalen Waddle, Cedric Wilson, Tyreek Hill on the Dolphins, right? Those are the guys that we're facing the first four weeks, right? You got to face, you got to face the Ravens, the nasty run. You got to, you got to see guys like Mark Andrews. So, this this is this is preparing us for these events that we'll be facing, especially the first three weeks, because we don't go against slouches. We do not go. We're not going up against slouches. Right. We got some players that we're going up against. And our first test is Cooper Cup with the damn with the damn Rams. So we've got to. And like I said, John Harry, you got it. You got it. Damn right. Iron sharp. It sharpens iron. That's why I am so thrilled about us jumping on a corner. It may not have been the corner that I initially would have said, get that guy. I like Kyrie Elam. I also had a, had a whole other guy, a whole bunch of guys that I liked as well, but we, we picked the right guy, right? Our organization feels like they picked the right guy. So that being said, put him up against the number one guy. We need to prepare him because Trey white right now is seasoning. He's just getting right. So until Trey white comes back hundred percent and it might be week one, it might be week five. You just never know. At the end of the day, we got to make sure that our rookie corner is ready. Dane Jackson's already got some experience to himself. So he's already got game experience. He's already got some interceptions in the games. He's already got that. He's, he's ready. to. He's primed. Year three is always a big year for these players coming out. So Dane Jackson looking for a big year from him. But a rookie going up against the number one receiver and, and having that, it's always lovely to see. It's always lovely to see, especially this early. Because you know it. Like my man, who said, who said that? Jim. My man Jim Black Bilac says, "No pads. Wait till the pads go on." And this is why I like this. And I have a clip that'll that'll kind of share my my sentiments on this. But these things are you what you want early. So all that John, all that stuff that's going on right now is great because when the pads come on, now talk your shit. Now we were talking early. Now you need to be able to back it up. So if these guys can come in and back that up, this is exactly what you want from your rookie. 
going up against one of the best top five receivers in the game. You need that. And right now, the way Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs have been doing their thing in, in camp thus far, listen, the year three, I mean, there was an article out today. They're talking about, listen, this is the third year we are together. Now it's not about I'm learning him, he's learning me. It's about domination. We need to dominate. So if they already have that mindset of dominating and it starts in practice, Kyrie Elam is in the best position right now because he's going to learn everything. He's going to learn a whole lot. You're going to take a lot of L's in practice, boy, but you, we're preparing you to take on the big dogs because we got some dogs this year that we'll be facing. I mean, I'm not, I, you got the Jets right now. Adam Thielen is, is no joke. Jefferson out there is no joke. Jetta. Like, that boy can play, man. So, the Browns, we already know. Cooper, I mean, Amari Cooper's out there. So, yo, we need to make sure that we are sharp. And it starts right now in training camp. And then in August is when we really get the pads on and start cooking. Because, I mean, shoot, 50, what, 48 days now? 40, what, 49 days until the season starts? We better start, we better, we better start rolling. We better start rolling. So, uh, defense, obviously, is doing their thing. Um it was actually really cool because uh, they asked a question to, and since we're on defense, we're going to get into it. They asked a question to um, uh, our safety, Micah Hyde, and they said, Micah, speak on who's standing out to you, who's been doing some good things in, in practice. And uh, he mentioned uh, two names that stood out, and I found it very interesting. Uh, Ashley Holder uh, tweeted about this, and uh, he, he said, Jaquan Johnson. Jaquan Johnson seems eight it was something to the nature of and, I, and i'm paraphrasing here if i take out jordan Poirier, if jordan Poirier is not in and jaquan johnson comes in and he's replacing him we don't miss a beat that is very encouraging to hear on jaquan johnson that's awesome so not to say that this contract doesn't get done and i and i really true and wholeheartedly feel that this contract will get done it's just a matter of i mean the semantics of how much who gets what and so on and so forth but if in fact, Jaquan Johnson gets in, and I'm hearing that there's we don't miss a beat. You know what I'm saying? Now, I think he's he's speaking highly, maybe a little too highly, but you never know. You never know. These guys are the ones that are playing alongside each other. So the fact of the matter is this. Jaquan Johnson making some noise. What is he going into year four now, give or take? So he's been at, he's been around the team some time now. So this is always encouraging to hear. So Jaquan Johnson, I'm loving it. But they also asked him another question. I said, who else is standing out? And uh, this is a name that I mentioned yesterday um, on the on the smoke break with my man Rev and my man Bot. And they said, any hot takes that you got, Rico, that you want to talk about? And I was saying, hey, DeMar Hamlin's out there. Excuse me, not DeMar Hamlin. I was talking about uh, Cam Lewis, UB native Cam Lewis. And sure enough, my man did not miss a beat. And he mentioned it right now. Um, someone that stood out, like, like you said, it's early, but I would say someone like Cam Lewis always sticks out to me. He's just a guy. He's just a, you know, he's a dog out there. He just is always working, trying to get better. Um, and he's just another guy in our secondary that's, that's always working and willing to get better. Love every bit of that. Love every bit of that. So Cam Lewis, I always like Cam Lewis, man. Uh, I had a chance to, to chop it up with Cam. A few years back uh, when he came into the league and he's got a greediness about him. He's got a greediness. He's got a toughness about him. And listen, you keep throwing the ball his way, man. He's going to take one. He won't, he's going to take one from you. 
So uh, it's it's nice to have some great depth when it comes to the quarterback position. Because I mean, we, we we already know what's up. When when Trey White comes back, it's going to be Trey. It's going to be Kyrie or Dane. Who knows how that plays out? And you've got Dane Dane or Kyrie as the third, and then you got Cam Lewis sitting right behind him as well. Bam! Like I'm good, man. This this is actually really this is these are one of the things that you these are the things you want to hear um, from the defense. Now this is extremely early. This is extremely early, so we don't want to jump the gun a little bit, but it's encouraging to hear. I'd rather hear these things now than wondering, yo, I haven't heard anything about this player. What's going on with that player? You ever, you ever get to that point where you're like, yo, I haven't heard anything about Boogie Basham. I'm not using, but I'm just throwing a random name out there. I haven't heard anything about Boogie Basham. What's up with Boogie? And most folks are going to be like, oh, yeah, he's doing this, he's doing We're waiting for it, right? But the fact that we're hearing these names early, it's extremely encouraging. What a monster year that we are supposed to have. Uh, and I, I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. And it's an exciting year, man. And we've got a lot of pressure on this team. No doubt about it. By the way, I got to give a shout out to uh, my man, Johnny. What up, Johnny? Johnny comes in with a super chat and says, hey, apparently Josh was frustrated today about a play. And with Diggs and Elam doing their thing is good news. They need to be dogs from the start right now. You damn right, Johnny. That's right. I need a dog, man. We've been talking about, I mean, you guys have been following me long enough. You guys have been listening to me. Thank you very much uh, for giving me your time. But you guys have been listening to me a long time. I always preach, like, we need dogs on this team, man. And let the dogs off the leash. This is one of those things where I've been stressing that, man. Let these dogs off the leash, man. Stop stop with this, you know what I mean, coddling. And, yo, let them off the leash. You know what I'm saying? Let, let them dogs go at it. And when you see Kyrie Elon going up against Diggs and they're drawing back and forth, that's what you want. You know what I'm saying? That's how, that's how it starts, man. When you have this, this type of energy in camp this early, yo, this is, this is only going to work out in our favor. And you know exactly what the end goal is. The end goal is not 17 games, 22 games. We want that. We want that. We want to lift that damn Lombardi, man. It's, it's Buffalo state of mind all day, every day. That's how it's supposed to be. So shout out to my man, Johnny with that. And that's, he's actually 100%. That is the facts, man. Um, my man Dilly Dilly Dale comes in with a call, with a question. He says, "Hey, or a, a comment. We don't need Hayden to throw. Um, we don't need Hayden to throw Cam Lewis, Nick McLeod, Jamarcus Ingram, a Christian Benford out there. We got two top notch safeties, dude. We are good, man. We are we are in a we are in a prime position. We did a great job in drafting some good depth. We're gonna find out how how Christian Benford plays out. Like I said, we got a lot of depth, and it is, it's always great uh, to hear. Now, Joe Hayden." I didn't really hear too much about Joe Hayden, but I mean, it is, it is what it is. Uh, is it 44 days, man? 44 days, Jeffrey Green. Thank you, sir. 44 days until, you know what I mean? We, we, we get, we get busy. You know, 44 days until we get busy. So uh, that's great, man. Uh, another thing, jumping in into, and once we're talking about camp, uh, defensive side of the ball, linebackers. So Tremaine Edmonds had a, uh, he had a presser today. I mean, a lot of generic stuff. I mean, he's, He's not really thinking about too much on the contract. He's just trying to be himself. He's just trying to go out there. I mean, all the generic talk. I mean, what do we expect? What do we expect? Hold on. Let me, I need to block um, my, my little, my little friend that keeps coming at this bot is, is heavy on our show, man. I don't know who's bringing this body, but I got to block that. But anyway, um, in the, in the chat, if you guys are, for those that are listening on uh, pod audio podcast in the chat, there's some, some nonsense that's going on, but anyway, back to your program. So here's the deal. When it comes to this, this camp early on defense, looking at the linebackers, uh, the one player that is making some noise, Terrell Bernard. And I love the fact that my man, Evan Harrington, that was on the show yesterday, our producer, uh, we were asked, 
give me a hot take, man. What what hot take do you guys have? You know, what I'm saying that that stands out to you that is is someone that's going to jump out on screen to someone and say, "Whoa, holy, wait a second now." And Evan came up and said, "Hey, y'all need to watch out for my man Terrell Bernard, man. Terrell Bernard is going to be doing some big things." And it got me thinking. I mentioned it yesterday because we were looking at Kyle Duggar. I mean, it would Kyle Duggar was tied to potentially being drafted by the Bills, and then the Patriots jumped in and grabbed him. Uh, but uh, it got me thinking some more today because Leslie Frazier got to talking, and uh, I guess Bernard's name was brought up. Um, and uh, here's what uh, here's what my friend, our defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier, had to say about Terrell Bernard. The other rookie that a lot of our fans are asking us about is Terrell Bernard, and I don't. I, you got a much more trained eye than I do, but it just seems, at least in the early going here, he sees it quickly. Like yeah. the anticipation skills, especially for a rookie, he seems to be advanced in that area. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. That was one of the things we saw when he was at Baylor. He was one of those guys who was really good at anticipating and really putting himself in position to make plays, and that's showing up. Uh, we saw it in OTAs. We're seeing it now in these early days of training camp. He's a very smart player. Uh, he has a good feel for the game. And you combine that with his athleticism, you have a chance to have a really good player. Because he just, I mean, sometimes rookies, you'll see it on the field, like they're not 100% sure. They don't right. trust it. He seems to be confident and trusted and yeah. go. Yeah. He spends a lot of time, Chris, studying. Okay. And then, you know, he's one of those guys who can take the classroom to the grass. And some guys, they struggle in doing that. Mm. But once he learns it, and he goes on the field, and he's he's pretty confident about what he knows. And then he when he sees something, he reacts to it yeah. like right now. Now, I I, let's, I was talking to my man Pierre about this, and uh, and we were that clip right there from the class to the grass, and when he sees something, he reacts. And he's on it right there, right. And a a complaint that I've seen, and one that I've made is that reaction time and anticipation from our starting middle linebacker in Tremaine Edmonds can sometimes be a little off, can sometimes have you kind of like, why are you here? Why are you there? And one thing that defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier mentioned as well was that Maine, you know what I'm saying, uh, Tremaine Edmonds is a, is, a very, is a very smart individual, and he's a by the book. He's, he's, he's by the book like you. Teach him something. He's got it. He's got everybody lined up. And that's high praise coming from your defensive coordinator, right? But I, I kind of, I have my own interpretation. Um, and the one thing that was said was he's very by the book. If he tells everybody, hey, here's a play. We're going left. It's left. You're going right. It's right. He's by the book. How many times have we been friends with someone, uh, colleagues of someone that they, they go by the book? It's always by the book and by the book is great, but sometimes there are gray areas. It's not always black and white. There are gray areas. And sometimes you got to go into the gray. You've got to go into the gray uh, and you've got to think on your feet. If there's an issue, there's a problem. And someone's well, the, the book says that you got to do this or this, this situation doesn't require the book. It requires us to kind of think outside the box. Right. And uh, funny enough that I say that because him saying by the book, then he says, linebacker Terrell Bernard is, you know what I'm saying? Like he grass, class of grass and instinctual. And he's backing up Terrell, uh, Tremaine Edmonds. 
I found that very interesting as well. So like, is this a, is this a, I mean, we all know it's a make or break year for, for Tremaine, but you got some pressure. You got some pressure on your ass because I would have thought in terms of stature, you got one boy, that's a big boy. And you got a, you got to, you got Terrell Bernard's what, like six, one, if that maybe six, two, not even that's going to be backing you up at linebacker. So like, it doesn't matter. It hasn't Leslie Frazier's like, yo, it doesn't matter if you have instincts, you're good to go. And once again, there's been a lot of linebackers out there and I don't want to get hyped up into size and all that good stuff, but there are a lot of linebackers out there that weren't big in stature and that are dogs. London Fletcher being one of them. Y'all remember London Fletcher? What London Fletcher was like a five, nine. He's one of our best linebackers that we've had on this squad ever. You feel me? Zach Thomas linebacker for the freaking Miami Dolphins back in the day. He had the whole collar thing. He wasn't a big boy. No more than five, 10. If that you feel me? So, uh, having a big boy like Tremaine, and this is not a knock on Tremaine. This is just me hearing what Leslie Frazier had to say and comparing the two. I find that very interesting. Now, here's uh, a very a more interesting uh, thing that we we got. If you listen to uh, one of the, uh, the that same presser with Leslie Frazier, they mentioned that a uh, potential four three combo happening, right? And I love that because we're we're a base nickel team, right? Uh, Teron Johnson does a fan freaking tastic job. He is who he is. That boy's a dog. We all know that he's a certified dog, right? But there are going to be some times, man, we may not be in nickel. We might be in 4-3, right? And that 4-3 can switch to a nickel on dime because we have such a versatile linebacker in Terrell Bernard that has been in coverage, has been on the line, and has been in the box. I got to show you this, guys. Um, a little clip here that my man Bobby uh, gave me. I'm going to clip a little picture here, and I hope you guys can see it. Um, this is the PFF grade on my guy, Terrell Bernard, uh, PFF, right? So if you look at the bottom here, I kind of did some ticks so you guys can see what's happening here. So it gives you where he lined up in 2021. D-line, he had 13 snaps on D-line, right? Uh, in the slot, he had 86 snaps in the slot. Corner, he had one in corner. He had 661 in the box. Right. So talk about versatility. Right. In the slot, 86 in the slot. Dude, right now he's been on the D line. So this guy is multiple. He is multiple. So you will see him. I mean, I talked about Tremaine Edmonds being the guy that why don't we put Terrell, Tremaine Edmonds on the line and see what he can do on the line. And I got I got a lot of people saying, man, he's never been on the line. What are you talking about? Don't even put him on the line. All right. So maybe I was ahead of my time. Maybe that wasn't the play that we needed. Maybe we needed some of that little more multiple. Well, here comes Terrell Bernard. He's been on the line, right? He's been in coverage in the slot. So when we go to 4-3 formation and then we see something in the office that we don't like, guess what? You can get into the slot and we got you covered. Yo, this defense, this defense is going to be interesting, man. And we got some good pieces, man. Shout out to the, I mean, the, the front office. Shout out to Mr. Bean. Bean, big baller Bean. I mean, he's got the pieces. You know what I'm saying for this for this this defense to take us all the way and to for us to remain a top five defense. So you can't tell me that you're not excited to see someone like Terrell Bernard come through and and impressing your defensive coordinator. You know what I'm saying? And learning as much as he's learning right now. So shout out to I mean Terrell Bernard. That's making some noise, man. And I'd like to see that four three defense, man. Going back to a bit of four three defense, switching back and forth. You know what I'm saying? And we know we have a dog in in Teron Johnson. That ain't going to change. We are probably more, we're still going to be in base nickel. But there are going to be times when we come in in a 4-3 and we're we're facing a team like, you know what I'm saying, the Titans. That, you know what I'm saying, they they, they run the rock. 
all right, we're going 4-3 with your ass. You're not going to just run the rock on us. We got a little beef at the front. Daquan Johnson. We, we got Daquan Jones. We got Tim Settle. Hey, now. You know what I'm saying? So this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun this year. And shout out to Terrell Bernard. I mean, making some noise. This is great. Our rookies are, are starting to you know, do what they're supposed to do. And shout out to Tremaine Edmonds too, man. Because it, it was interesting because uh, Micah Hyde mentioned Tremaine is 24. You know what I'm saying? By the time he's, you know what I'm saying, 10-year vet, dude, he's only going to be 29 years old, bro. Come on, man. 10-year vet at 29 years old? That's insane. So good good on him, man. Uh, if it works out for the Bills and Tremaine Edmonds and he has a monster year, it's it's wonderful for us. And if it doesn't work out and Terrell Bernard decides to be that, that dude, it's a win-win. It's a win because, I mean, it's a loss, obviously. I mean, sad loss if we lose Tremaine because, I mean, you like Tremaine. But, I mean, if Terrell Bernard emerges as that dude, shit, we rolling. We rolling. We don't have to sign someone that we're not 100% comfortable with. But I hope it works out that we have Tremaine comes back and we have some depth in in, in Terrell Bernard and we keep it rolling. So, uh, shout out to uh, Terrell Bernard and shout out to the whole squad. And, by the way, shout out to each and every one of you guys tuned in right now. we got 192 people viewing right now, both from Facebook and as well as you two salute to the gang. You know what I'm saying? So moving on. Defensive line, I got questions, but that's going to be another show uh, for another day because, I mean, I'm, I, I, there's so much things to talk about. I don't want to cram it all in one show because uh, we, we ran our half an hour in, so I'm not trying to keep y'all too long. But I did want to talk about uh, a, nice, a, nice, a nice sore spot for me, and that's the running back room and some good things I'm hearing from James Cook. I'm hearing a lot of good things from James Cook. James Cook is catching the ball out of the backfield and he's making fools look like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Breaking ankles. You know what I'm saying? So it's encouraging to hear that because in twofold, because you know our quarterback in Josh Allen, he's said it. He's come out and said, I need to give my guys opportunity to have yards after the catch. You have to have the yards after the catch. That's what that's what makes a team so dangerous like 712 attempts passing attempts from tom brady give or take something like that right he's not going deep all day he had 5300 yards of those 5300 yards man a lot of that is just allowing his his receivers to go do work yo i'll give you this take that thing for 60 i only have to throw it 15 yards so josh allen may not have to you know what i mean Dot you all down the field. Yo, let your athletes be athletes. Let them do what they do. And he's very aware. He's acknowledged that that's what I'm going to be working on this year. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things I've worked on my footwork. I've worked on my mechanics. You know what I'm saying? Every year I've had something to work on. And this year it's about working on giving my guys the ability to run after the catch. So I'm looking very much forward to seeing uh, James Cook in the backfield, out of the backfield, running routes and, and really doing things. I'm coming around the corner, man. I'm coming around the corner. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and uh, and if he's if he's as good as advertised, man, salute. Salute to to that man. Because I heard uh, in the word, I don't know who, I, I read it somewhere, but he he was he was bodying dudes, man. And if it's for those that don't know about a body is when you catch a body is usually when you, I mean, you put someone down. I, I, I'm trying to be nice when I say when you put someone down. So he got a, he caught a couple bodies today. You know what I'm saying? So one cut, there goes a body right there on the ground. So that I'm looking forward to it because we already have a OOE type of guy in Devin Singletary. You've seen it. You've done the ooh, ooh. You've done that with Devin Singletary because Devin Singletary makes you, he does things where you're like, yo, how did you even see that? 
the one game that stands out to me is the is the Pittsburgh Steelers game. Dude had a guy trailing on his back, and it's like he knew he was there. Stop on a dime. Dude went right forward, and there goes Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary is that guy. He's elusive as they come. And now you have another guy in him. So that that I find that really cool. So uh, shout out to um to this this team, man. This team is gonna be special, man. Um, and uh, last but not least for me, um, is hearing Jamison Crowder day two of soreness and out on the sideline. Now I've got a preface when I when I bring these things up because we're in shorts, we're in t-shirts. You know, say yeah, we got the helmets on, but we're not hitting. You know what I'm saying? And it makes there's a big difference when it comes to when you got pads on. And uh, Leslie Frazier spoke on that today. But before I play that clip here, that this receiver room is, uh, is plenty nasty. And I got a question for y'all. This year, I mean, it feels a little different. We've got some good talent on this team. Let me the question we go through every year. Are we keeping seven? Are we keeping seven receivers this year? Is it going to be one of those situations? Are we keeping seven receivers this year, folks? Because we've got we've got we've got some dogs, man. That slot position right now is the one that I'm paying attention to. I think a lot of us are paying attention to. I think one and two is already locked in. Gabriel Davis and Stephon Diggs got one, two. Mike check one, two, one, two. They got that already. Now it's a slot. Slot receiver. Isaiah McKenzie, a little dirty. You know what I mean? He's he's doing his thing right now, and he's as confident as ever. He's playing like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I got this. And as he should be playing, because what this is what? Year three uh, for Isaiah McKenzie. So, uh, listen, in, in this Buffalo system, I'm looking forward to it, man. I need, I need, listen, that number changes everything for me. I like number six on Isaiah McKenzie. I don't know what it is about a number change, but that number change has Isaiah McKenzie looking faster. It makes him look quicker. 19 was dope. When I think of number 19, I think of Keyshawn Johnson. That's what I think of when I when I think of number 19. Number six, that's 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 a that's a quick number to me. And the fact that he picked up number six, that stands out to me a lot. And and he's playing like I'm seeing the drills and he's in and out of those those drills quick. I was like, damn, Isaiah McKenzie, my F around and get you 40 receptions this year. 40 to 45 receptions. I don't know where we're gonna get all these footballs to share, but shoot, if, if he's looking the way he's looking in camp right now, uh it's looking great to me now. I have to preface by saying camp is great. No pads on. It's fantastic. It sounds all dandy. But I'm going to say something. You got to put the pads on. And once the pads are on, this is when you can separate the men from the boys. And that's what I've been saying. And guess what? Leslie Frazier shared the same sentiments. And we were talking about guys. He was talking about guys that are looking good in, in, in pads. When he used to play, I mean, it was great. You saw these guys, and they looked fantastic. But then when it really mattered, where they at, though? Where are they at, though? So check out this clip because all this means absolutely nothing until the pads come on. So I'm going to touch on Jameson Crowder in just a moment, but check this out. About this, you see guys, particularly the first couple of days of camp, young guys, both sides of the ball, flash. Yeah. And then, like, jump in with both feet, like, wow, this, you know, athletically they show up big time. And then as training camp goes on, some of them disappear. Yeah. You know, they and yeah. is there something behind that uh, because it seems to happen every year to different guys and some guys you know even though they hang around on the practice squads it happens every year yeah where they come in sharp and they kind of level off is there a, have you guys kind of analyzed why that is yeah. or can you get around that you know I'm, I'm not sure exactly why uh but it also makes you cautious and chris talked about <laughs> yeah. it until you get the pads on because yeah. 
even going back to when we were playing, Steve, there were guys when we'd come to our minicamp, we didn't have the off-season programs that we had right. today, but when we'd come to our minicamp, I'd be going like, man, this guy's really, really good. And we put the pads on, <laughs> and that guy would disappear. And you yeah. go like, oh, man. Yeah. So I've learned over the years, until you get the pads on, don't get too high about a guy. You know, it just – the past changed a lot of things. I was telling yeah. somebody today, I was an all-world seven-on-seven player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was all, I was yeah. elite. Yeah. There you have it. Wait till the pads come on because, I mean, we've seen it before, man. When when if if for any of y'all that played ball back in the day and we just started and there's a couple new guys on the squad and you're like, yo, man, that that boy blazing fast. Yo, he caught that ball over there. I played with enough guys that came out. And you're like, yo, who is this guy? All right, cool. I'm going to see what you really got when pads come on and we start hitting. And the, the minute, you know what I'm saying, safety starts coming over, the butterfingers start coming out. Oh, he's soft. Right then and there, we already know what's good. So let's just wait till the pads come on and we see what's really good. So I'm not in any way counting out any guys in the slot. It's just going to be really fun to watch. Uh, it's always fun to, to speculate early in the offseason. But now that we're here, we're playing, and it's there, it's just going to be fun to see how this all plays out. Because right now, who's getting number one reps? That's our guy, Isaiah McKenzie. But wait till Crowder comes back when that soreness, you know what I mean, kind of gets back and he's loose and ready to go. We start hearing some, some noise out of Crowder. Then it's going to be like, oh, shoot, Crowder's coming, making a comeback a little bit. We already know Kalusha Kier is here for the long haul. You know what I'm saying? If he doesn't, if he doesn't you know what I'm saying, Get number one reps, it's not a big deal. He's a rook. He's going to take his time. We got two, the two guys that we're paying attention to right now, pay attention, paying, paying attention to is Crowder and McKenzie. Khalil's going to make his, his noise. Don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. But we're going to be watching when Crowder comes back and he's healthy and he's good to go and he's loose and he's ready to go. We're going to see what's really popping with that slot position. It's going to be fun. Um, but Listen, man, this is why camp is so fun. Uh, the red and blue game is going to be fun. I'm going to be looking at flights. I'm going to be looking at all that stuff and to see if I can make it down to Buffalo. I don't know. I got to talk to Wifey about that and see if we can make that schedule work. But, dude, wouldn't that be nasty for, you know what I'm saying, a lot of us to come down to Rochester and watch this blue and red game. That'd be dope. So, that being said, I got to touch on, I got to touch on underdogs underdogs right there's a lot of underdogs i mean i'm a big fan of underdogs i think we're all we all love an underdog story i don't think anybody doesn't love an underdog story right let's talk about it steve taster underdog story right you mean the special team's ace you know what i'm saying hated on this whole time of not being a hall of famer you know what i'm saying like come on son like this dude kind of changed the the way special teams was looked at you know what i'm saying he made it look sexy you know what I mean? And then now, you know what I'm saying, it got a little sexier, but he's the one who started the sexiness at the special teams position. You know what I'm saying? Like the gunner, they're going out there and tackling and doing all that stuff, man. That boy was an ace. So, underdog. Not every position has an underdog. You look at the quarterback position, where's your underdog? There is no underdog. The only dog there is there is Josh Allen. Let's just cut that short, right? Moving on. Let's go to the running back position. Where's your underdog? Who's the, who's the underdog story in the running back room, in my opinion, that's Zach Moss. Right now, Zach Moss is the underdog because you've got Devin Singletary coming off a very strong year. Devin Singletary is most likely going to get number one reps. He's going to be the number one back. We just drafted James Cook, second round pick. We know he's 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 part of the future. He's going to be the future. You know what I'm saying? We got Blackshear that's there, and we got Zach Moss. Zach Moss is an underdog story in this situation because 
he's kind of on the outside, kind of looking in a little bit. How many backs are we going to keep? We already know we usually keep just, what, two backs, and one's got to sit. And we already had Zach Moss sit on the sideline last year, and that kind of shocked a lot of people. Holy smoke, they just inactive. He's inactive? What? So Zach Moss, underdog. And I'm rooting for Zach Moss because I want him to be the guy that we thought he would be when he was coming out of Utah. I want him to come in healthy as ever. I want him to come in with a motivation, right? You got Zach Moss that's going to be ready to roll. And he's and they're giving him all the reps right now. They're, they're, I'm seeing Devin Singletary is taking second team reps. To me, I'm looking at that like, you need to show me what you've got, Mr. Zach Moss. So Zach Moss, take full advantage of the reps that you're getting right now because you need to make the most of it. Because if we're going to go with a two-back system, it's going to be Dev and James Cook. I don't want to see you, you know what I'm saying, like inactive. But the way this thing plays out, one of you guys is going to be inactive. You know what I'm saying? So the underdog story right now is Zach Moss. Zach Moss is the underdog. And I'm rooting for him. I want him to do well. I want him to, to really show what he's got. And then make it difficult for the front office. Make it difficult for the coaches. You know what I'm saying? Put the, put the pressure back on them. And I, I, I worked with a really, really great manager back in the day. And it was about managing employees and so on and so forth. He's like, yo, don't take the pressure from the employees and making you sweat and go left, right. Put the pressure back on them, right? So Zach Moss, man, put the pressure on the coaches, man. Put the pressure on Brandon Bean. He's got to make a tough decision. Make it tough for him. Don't make it easy. And that's all I'm saying, man. I'm, 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 they got three different running styles. You got one that's super elusive. You one that catches out of the backfield and is elusive. And you got a bruiser back in and my man, Zach Moss. And he's got some wheels. He could run. So I'm looking forward to really seeing a great camp from Zach Moss. This is no hate. This is love. I want to see great things come from Zach Moss, right? Moving on. The receiver room. Who is your underdog in the receiver room? Is there anybody that stands out to you? We already know who one, two, three, four, five is, right? For now. Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, Jameson Crowder, Hill Shakir. There's your five. Kalisha Kid. I mean, we, we drafted him because we knew he was going to do good things. Right? Six. Receiver six. Maybe receiver seven. Underdog in that receiver room. Easily Tavon Austin. It's Tavon Austin. Right? I could go to Marquez Stevenson. I could. But we just drafted him. The, the easy one to go with is Tavon Austin. Right? He's been in the, he's been in the league, what, since 2013, the same year that we drafted EJ Manuel. He's been around the game. You know what I'm saying? Dallas Cowboys to the Rams. He's, just, he's all over the place, right? He's got an opportunity to make this team. It ain't. It probably is not going to be as a, as a, 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 a receiver that we're going to see on the field often. Probably not. But the way that he makes his team is through special teams. And if he can make something happen, it puts the pressure back on freaking Brandon Bean. What are we doing with Marquez Stevenson? What are we doing with, you know what I'm saying? Is James Cook going to be returning the football? Because I heard he used returning footballs as well. But my goodness, what are we going to do? We got Jake Kumro that's out there. That's a special teams guy too. You got Isaiah Hodgins that's trying to push and make some things happen. I can't see Isaiah Hodgins making the team because I, I think they love the special teams ability from Jake Kumro. He's done it before and they like him. Hodgins would have to show me something completely like, yo, he's a, a big time special teams ace. Can't see it. So Tavon Austin, underdog. He's the, the chips are against him right now. He's looking at the depth chart and he's like, damn, how am I going to make this squad? Well, I'll tell you special teams, special teams, is how you're going to make the squad. And when you make it in special teams as the number one punt returner, if you gain that, that ability to do that, 
there's your spot. But that's an underdog spot, man. Like, it, it's it's not look. It, listen, man. Team is deep. They, they drafted Marquez Stevenson. They drafted my man Isaiah Hodgins, right? So you got Tanner. You got the Tanner Gentry that's on the squad as well. So like, fam, Tavon, man, you got an opportunity right now, man. You're the underdog. You know what I mean? Get that, you know what I mean? Be that dog and show them what you, you, you what you got. You can make this squad, right? Let's move on. The tight end room, there's really no underdog in the tight end room, man. It's, it's a two-man show. You know what I'm saying? OJ Howard and is, is Dawson Knox. It's a two-man show. That's, what, that's just what it is. Uh, and we'll keep it at, we'll keep it at that. Um, ain't nobody really going to be pushing those two. I don't see anybody pushing those two. Those two are, are there to stay. That's just what it is, right? Moving, moving on. O-line. Do you see an underdog story in the O-line room? Could it be new lineman Jordan Simmons? Could it be Cody Ford? Could Cody Ford? And here's an opera. Here's here's a, a realistic. I mean, yo, shout out to my man Brian Bowers. I see you, kid. I see you. We're gonna talk soon, man. We can, we'll catch up. Um, looking at this old line room, and looking at, I mean, we already know what the starting five is supposed to look like. We know what the starting five is supposed to look like, and obviously, broken ribs or cracked ribs. A bruised rib, I, I think it's more cro- broken to crack ribs uh, for Roger Saffold, which is unfortunate. Um, I, I want to see Rod. I want to see the full line in tune with one another from start to finish. Now we're kind of in the same position co- from a couple years back, where this guy is out, this guy's in, this guy's got to go in. I, I get it. Things like that are going to happen, but I'd like to see all my five guys together so we can really have a cohesive group. But now this car accident has kind of kind of derailed this. The starting five. So guess what? We had to sign Jordan Simmons, a guy that was undrafted back in 17, is, is, has been around the league a couple times from a couple teams. Um, Questenberry from the Titans. Funny enough, they got both these guys from the Titans. Questenberry has been replacing Mr. Roger Saffold. But the underdog in this whole situation is Cody Ford. How is a second-round draft pick, you know what I'm saying, really going to be the underdog in this situation well listen Cody Ford is borderline I've been saying borderline bust and I'm not trying to disrespect him but this is what it is man we had big anticipation for this dude to come in and be that solidified right tackle and he's moved from right uh, right side to left side back to the right side and just right now you're just on the fence and now you have an opportunity right now to really bring yourself back if you, I mean, we we signed Roger Saffold on a two-year deal, really just a one-year deal. If you could come in and and so and be so damn good in training camp and in preseason that this is the guy that we thought we had when we drafted him in the second round, and he's officially arrived with Aaron Cromer, and Cromer's got this guy ready to go and he's playing heavy. And let's go straight. Let's go. Let's do it. But Finn, Ryan Bates is there. You know what I'm saying? Questenberry, they just brought in from the Titans. They're getting him in and out. So Cody Ford has an opportunity right now to, to reestablish himself. He's the underdog in this whole situation. He's, all, he's the odd man out. Let's, 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 let's be real. He is the odd man out. So if there's some somehow, some way we can get, I mean, Cody Ford in and, and, and Aaron Cromer just turns something on in Cody Ford and he's ready to roll, that'll be great. That'll be great. But I mean, shoot. The chips are up against them. And this is what it's about, man. It's underdogs. Right now, Cody Ford is the underdog of this situation. Let's be real. He's the underdog. So if he if he can if he can get that, if he's got that dog in him, if he's got that dog in him, release the dog and let's see what you got. 
Let that dog bark, baby. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? But hey, listen, man, don't don't put a muzzle on him. Let take the muzzle off and let's go, man. But right now, my man Rev Rose, Rev Rose comes in and says, "Yo, with Questenberry there, Ford is the odd man out." Well, this is why I'm saying that Ford is the underdog in this in in this situation. He's got to be able to show us what he's got because if this continues and he's what we thought he was, he is what we thought he was. They will let him off the hook. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that right now. They will let him off the hook, but he's got to show that he's got that dog in him. Does he have that dog in him? That's what we're trying to figure out. We'll soon find out. We got camp. You know what I'm saying? It's a long one. We got this whole month coming up. We got preseason. This is where you're going to be able to show what you got, Mr. Cody Ford. Let's move on to the defensive side of the room. To me, this one's a simple one. We know Von Miller's here. We know Greg Rousseau is that dude. We know Ed Oliver's that guy. They just brought in Tim Settle. We got Daquan Jones. We got Boogie Basham. A.J. Epinesa. A.J. Epinesa. Fan, you're up against a lot, man. I know we're going we're gonna to be rotating left, right, center, but I'd like to see A.J. Epinesa really, you know what I'm saying, elevate his game to strengthen this D-line because we have a lot of money invested in this D-line. We have a lot of draft prospects, high draft prospects invested in this line. Fan. You're the, listen, you've got to step up. Greg Russo, Boogie Basham, both drafted back-to-back. And they just drafted your ass not too long before that in the second round. That was our first pick, what, in 2020? Fam, this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity to make things happen for yourself. And uh, right now, luckily for you, this defense is based on a lot of rotation. So they're going to lead, they're going to need fresh legs. But I need a little more from our guy AJ Panessa because right now uh in unless they start moving Boogie Basham in inside and kind of use him inside a little bit taking day I mean listen maybe Tim settle out and putting Daquan in and with Ed, excuse me putting Ed Oliver next to Boogie Basham a little quicker interior line going for the pass rush who knows how that's going to work plan out but we I need to see I think we all are looking forward to seeing what AJ Epinesa is going to be able to do with the time that he gets on the field Underdog in the situation, AJ Epinesa. If I wanted to give him a go further, Eli Anku, underdog in this. And most people are like, what, who, what, what's going on? That's the Canadian, that's the Canadian boy from Ottawa right now. And he came on late in the, in the season last year and he did some good things for us, right? Can he find his way onto this roster? This damn roster's deep. This damn roster's deep. But right now it's really about the guys that we put in the resources in. We drafted you high or either we paid you. You need to show up in the underdog right now to me. It's AJ, man. AJ Evanessa, you got to step up, baby. You got to step up. And uh, linebacker, obviously, it's AJ Terrell. You got me to say AJ Terrell. Terrell Bernard, underdog. Um, why is he in the dog? He's the underdog. He's behind Tremaine Edmonds. He's behind Matt Milano. Will he be able to push any of these guys? No, he's not. Is he going to get lots of playing time? I'm sure he will. He's already turning some heads. He's turning coaches' heads. He's turning players' heads. I'm looking very big forward to it. Is he really an underdog? I, you know what? Let me let me let me take that out. He's not an underdog. He's just a dog. He's a dog. And we got three dogs on that on that on that defensive line. We got excuse me on that linebacking crew. So I'm gonna let I'm gonna let that be. I'm gonna let that sit. Is he an underdog? No. We just drafted the dude. He's gonna get plenty of playing time. He's he, they're probably gonna put him in the slot. They're probably gonna have him on the rushing the freaking quarterback. You know what I'm saying on the line, and he's gonna be playing linebacker. So shoot, we got ourselves a big boy. 
So I think you'd be just fine. And last but not least, uh, the defensive back room. And I'm, t- I'm talking about safeties, and I'm talking about um, the corners. And it's Cam Lewis. That's, that's your underdog, man. That's your underdog story. Um, Cam Lewis, listen, man, UB product, you know what I'm saying? If you if you from Buffalo and you watched UB and you knew who Cam Lewis was, man, he he was that dude over there. You know what I'm saying? And the Bills bring him in and he, and he against the odds and he comes in and he does well. And he did well last year until he got kind of bummed, bummed up and he got hurt a little bit. But fam, I'm just saying, man, <laughs> somebody said, yo, take a shot every time Rico says dog. Listen, man, it's the underdog. Take a shot right now. Take two shots, actually. You know what I'm saying? So listen, at the end of the day, we have a whole bunch of dogs on this team. You know what I'm saying? And we just got to make sure that like these, they have to make sure that they're prepared because this team is going to be special. This team is going to be special, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. My man Steve Lynn says, yo, what about uh, McLeod? Dude's got a lot of speed. Yo, McLeod, listen, I was talking about McLeod yesterday and McLeod already picked off Josh Allen. Um, quarterbacks are kind of, you're still getting in tune and stuff, but uh, this team is great. This team is solid, man. Uh, I think McLeod's going to be here for a while. He's going to be here for a while. So, uh, I don't see anything happening with him. I think he's going to be around. They're going to find ways to utilize him. I'm sure of it. If he's making plays like this in camp, they're going to find ways to utilize him. The same way they're going to find ways to utilize Jaquan Johnson. They will find ways to switch things up and get these guys going. But this this is going to be fun. This is going to be a fun year. Um, and uh, and like I said, my man Renaissance man says, yo, man, reports say Cam has been showing out so far. I'm telling you. And, and here's the thing, though. You got Trey White coming back. You you have, you know what I'm saying? You also have my man, John Yordas. Yo, Rico always bring the best in me, man. Last liquor store. <laughs> You're a fool. So you have you have uh, Trey White, drafted Kyrie Elam. You got Dane, you know, Dane Jackson, that, that was, that's, that's coming into his third year. You got Cam Lewis, you know what I'm saying? Like, fam, deep, deep. So let's let's see how this plays out. This is why camp is here. Camp is great. Uh, we get to see really who is meant to be on this team and who's not. There's going to be some tough, tough decisions from Coach McDermott. There's going to be some tough decisions coming from Brandon Bean. Somebody's got to go. Somebody's going to get cut. Actually, multiple people are going to get cut. Who will they be? Are there anything? Is anything going to shock us? I hope not. I hope it's, it's one of those things where. It's just status quo. We know who's going to make the squad and go from there. But it's also, you also root for the guy that you didn't see coming. And all of a sudden, this guy's doing really well. And you're like, holy crap. Okay, I see you, kid. You're doing it. So, I mean, shoot. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough spot to be in, but this is the business they chose. You want to play ball? There's only 55, 53 guys that's going to be on the squad. You know that there's a potential that you're going to get cut. It's the business you chose, baby. So you put your all in you. you this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity. That's the way I look at it, right? I got a I got a super chat coming in from my man Josh Allen. Josh Allen is in the chat tonight. He goes, "Yo, remember when we, you wanted to trade me for Watson? I sure do. And right now they're hating on my man Watson in Madden. Give him a rating of eighty four. What kind of hate is that? But anyway, my man Josh Allen, I appreciate you, man. And uh, we're gonna win that Super Bowl. Get us to the promised land. You know what I'm saying? Get us to the promised land. That's the way I look at it, man. Um, so. Listen, folks, that's it for me. I'm going to take a couple questions from, from my peeps. Uh, if you in the chat, uh, we'll take some questions from you. I got, uh, if uh, if any of my uh, my moderators are in here, my friend uh, Naked HD is there. We're going to we're gonna put him on timeout or we're going to block him because that boy is 
is is heavy in the chat right now but uh let's go to the chat and see what people are saying right now uh any questions coming my way any 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 questions you may have or something you saw uh while reading um some articles or, or watching footage on something uh did anything stand out to you guys that you feel that you want to uh, to ch touch base on um so let's uh let's jump in and ask questions i got my man uh, matthew kittleson what's up matt matt says yo i'm behind right now but Poe isn't going to be too happy to hear this. Uh, hear his best friend saying his backup comes in and you can't even tell while he's in the middle of trying to get a contract done. Yikes. Yo, I found that funny as well, right? Because it, it it's like, fam, you know your boy's trying to get a contract. And then when you say, yo, you don't miss a beat. You don't miss a beat when he's when he's not there. So like, what she, that was a, it was an interesting comment. It was an interesting comment. Did it mean anything? Probably not. You know what I'm saying? You got to big up. I mean, at the end of the day, that's your teammate. That's your teammate. And they ask him, yo, who's standing out to you? You're not going to sit here and go, Jordan Poirier's standing out to me. You know that Jordan Poirier's a dog. You know he's that dude. So you want to give shout. You want to give love to your teammates. And if you see you one of your teammates that is in the same DB room as you, the safety room, and you know that he's been putting that work in, you're going to show him some love. And he showed Jaquan Johnson some love. So, I mean, was it interesting to hear? Yes. If you really think about it, I mean, what is he supposed to say? You know what I'm saying? Like, he could have he, he could have named anybody. But it's the fact that he chose to say, you don't, he, we don't miss a beat. That was the interesting one. He could have said Jaquan Johnson, he's doing really well, he's doing great, so on and so forth. But then he said, we don't miss a beat. Mm. That makes you wonder. It makes you wonder. Um, so if this safety, this, this, this safety in Jordan Poirier and this contract doesn't get done or there's complications and there's a, there's a, there's, there's the butting of the heads and it's just not working out. Well, you gotta you gotta put some confidence in Jaquan Johnson. I mean, dude, what is it? Florida State, right? He came from Florida State. He was a ball hawk at Florida State. So maybe he he becomes that dude. I'm not trying to put anything out there, but I mean, it was Micah Hyde that put that comment out there. So it is it is worth talking about. It is worth talking about it. But I think it was just a matter of just he was just talking and he may have said that. And he probably was like, shoot, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But show love to your teammates. You know what I'm saying? We don't miss a beat that gives confidence to Jaquan Johnson and maybe Jaquan Johnson, you know, like, yo, I appreciate that, fam. You know I mean, put some respect on my name because I'm coming for that spot. Who knows? Who knows? That contract's got to get done, though. If that contract doesn't get done, I mean, shoot, maybe we're going to start hearing and seeing Jaquan Johnson's name more often. I guess we'll find out. I guess we will find out. Uh, Richard Forrest, my man, Rich. What's up, Rich? He says, yo, all I know is Poirier is that dude. Man, we cannot let him walk by no means. I think the deal is going to get done, fellas. Ladies, I think the deal is going to get done. I don't think they're going to let that man walk. You can't because he's integral. He's an integral part to this defense. He's an integral part to this team. He's a leader. He's a big-time leader. If you look if you look at this team, let's be real with each other. You look at this team on this defense, Von Miller aside, right? Von Miller just came to the squad, right? Von Miller aside, you know he's a future Hall of Famer. Who is our best defensive player on the team? Think about it. When you look at this defense, who is the best defensive player on the team? Is it Trey White? Is it Tremaine Edmonds? Is it Matt Milano? Right? Tremaine Edmonds? Or is it Jordan Poirier? Is it Micah Hyde? Who is your best player on the team? So if Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier are in that conversation, you lose a big piece. You lose a very big piece. Now, I know we have $5 million. I mean, According to Sal Capaccio, Capaccio came in and says, yo, just an update. I'm letting y'all know $5 million is what we have 
right now in the bank, in the bank of bean. The bank of bean has five million, but I also know that the bank of bean has ways to manipulate and do things that he can do. And I mean, look how look look what they did to Deshaun Watson's contract. They give that boy 235 mil and they paid him $1 million for this year alone. They can move things around. So if they really want to move things around, they can. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not buying. Oh, we don't got no money. We got the money. You know what I'm saying? The 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 contract. Listen, every year that 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 cap is gonna go up. I don't think I don't see it going down anytime soon. I mean, things are kind of regulated a little bit, so I think it's gonna keep going up. So we're out of this COVID thing. COVID thing kind of brought everything down. So we're back into the green. So fam, pay that man and call it a day because you don't pay him. We're sitting here in a situation where we're like, fam, like you're missing a big piece. I mean, Jaquan Johnson is great, and if if Micah Hyde is saying what he's saying, and it's true, then cool. But the last I checked, the best tandem is Poyer and Hyde, not Hyde and Johnson. That's the way I look at it, right? So that's 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 what I'm sticking to it. That's what I'm sticking to it, right? So uh, we'll see how this plays out, man. We've got they they're gonna work it out. They will work it out. I can't see it any anything changing. We'll we'll go from there, man. Uh, my man River. A riser, excuse me. My man Riser says, yo, every good comment I hear about the Bills players, I get more and more confident for the season. Fam, you have every right to be confident going into the season. Everyone's confident. And I mean, I'm I'm spreading out my show topics. And one of the topics is gonna be, I mean, shoot, pressure. Pressure on an organization. Forget about pressure on Josh Allen, pressure on, you know, say McDermott. Yo, what freaking franchise has the most pressure? To win the damn Lombardi, yeah, we're gonna get into that. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna get into that. Listen, I told you, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm, listen, I've been I'm two weeks off of the mic, man. We got things to talk about, baby. We got things to talk about. So, uh, if you got any questions, concerns, this is your chance. Uh, before I get out of here, we've been we've been chopping it up for an hour, and it feels good to be back on the mic, and we're doing it right now. Um, my man, uh, SM Reyes says, "Yo, how did the rookie uh, Kyir Elam look so far? So so far, Kyir Elam is is in um in tutoring mode. He's 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 the he's 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 been he's being tutored right now, right? He's asking a lot of questions, which he said he's going to. Um, but they see a lot of great things, and uh, he's excellent in press coverage. But right now they're working on him playing in off coverage because primarily we play a lot of zone. We're a very multiple team, but we're 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 very good zone team. That's why Trey White is a perfect fit for this defense. He's great in in off coverage. And he's excellent and and obviously impressed. So we've got a we've got another we've got a corner in Kyrie Elam that is great in press coverage. That's that's where he's the most comfortable. But he's got to work on being an off coverage because there's a lot of guys in this team in this league that when you're playing off, they will close that gap in a hurry, and you've got to be quick with your feet and make your decision on what, and and reading this receiver because Tyreek Hill we're gonna face this man twice a year and you're playing off, he'll give you one quick jab and take that take that hitch. So, or he'll, he'll, he'll bait you, you know what I'm saying? Sluggo and he's gone. So hey, listen, playing off coverage is, is not easy. So he's got, he's got a lot of things to, to pay attention to. He's got a lot of things to pay attention to. And I hope he's asking the right questions and he's going to the right people. Um, and even though Trey White's not on the field, man, you'll pick that man's brain, pick that man's brain. Cause Trey, Trey, Tredavious White is a very intelligent man. So pick his brain and find out what's good and what angles you should take. And what this player does, stay in the room. Stay in the room. Um, I do want to bring something up, though, because it was stay stay in the books and stay in the room and, and asking questions. What are your thoughts and what are your feelings on Kyler Murray? I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but Kyler Murray just recently got a five-year, $230 million deal. 
kudos to the Cardinals. They they locked their quarterback down. Uh, Lewis Riddick has been pounding the table and saying, yo, he is he is amongst the best when it comes to certain statistics. And he should be getting the money he got. Cool. But when you look into the contract, dude, they told that brother four hours of homework. That's pretty much what they said. So in the clause, they have him. They put in the clause that he has to do four hours of study. Four hours of study a week. Independent study. So that's just him in the film room. So what does that tell you? What does that tell you? You feel me? It's like it's like me and my lady, you know what I'm saying? We're on great terms, and you know what I'm saying? I just asked her to marry me, and we, we good, and we straight, and I love you. You're my girl. And, and she's like, hey, babe, I'm going on a girl's trip, and uh, we're going to go have fun or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, 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 do your thing, do your thing. So just let me go, let me go pack my bags, too, because I'm going to come with you. What? Yeah, yeah, I'm coming with you because uh, I need to be there. Don't you trust me? Yeah, of course I trust you. Yes, of course I trust you, but I want to be there. I need to, I need to see what's was really good. So this is pretty much what they did for Kyler Murray. Yeah, 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 we like you. We trust you. You're a franchise quarterback, man, 235 mil. But you got to study. I need you to study. I need you to put that hour. I want you to put those hours in and make sure that you're on top of your stuff. But here's the way I look at it, right? Two things, two things that I look at. You can't make someone want to, you know what I mean, get better. You can't make someone turn into a Peyton Manning. You can't make someone turn into a Tom Brady. You can't make someone turn into a Kobe Bryant. You know what I'm saying? The students, you can't make someone turn into a, a LeBron James. Those guys just, they just, they're cerebral. They just know. They 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 put the work in. Kyler Murray just, just what? Didn't he just join FaZe Clan? I don't know if you guys know what that FaZe Clan is. It's, it's a, that's a, yeah, gaming. It's a, it's a brand. The This dude is all about gaming right now. And that's a big, that's a, that whole e-gaming and all that stuff is a whole different ballgame. So he's joined that. So he's got, he's committed to that. And you got to put a lot of hours in when you game. I don't know if you guys are into gaming. I mean, I used to game a lot. I, I, I dabble in gaming now, but I can't do it because I got kids. I can't do it as much as I used to, but fam, you put a lot of work in. So they're like, yo, I don't care what other business you do. You got to put four hours in no matter what, every week when the season starts. Bye week, you can have that bye week. But when the season starts, four hours a week. You and the film. And we will give you the film. And that's the thing. We're going to give you the film. And you're going to study. And that's in the contract. Tell me that doesn't tell you that you trust your quarterback. That tells me that we know. And the thing is, it doesn't help him too. Because there was a quote. They quoted him. And I'm paraphrasing here. He said, I'm not that dude that goes and sits here and watches a whole bunch of film. I'm just, I see on the field, I see it really well. And he tried to kind of talk himself up. Like, I don't really need the film. I'm, I'm nice like that when, when I'm on the field. I just see things and I just do what I do. Don't get me wrong. The boy, Kyler Murray is an excellent talent. He's a great talent. The dude is just nice like that. But your team went, what, eight and eight two years ago? You guys started off hot and you guys went eight and eight. Last year, you guys started off hot again. You guys shit the bed. You, you put up poor performance in the playoffs like that's why your team said you need to put the four hours in we know you're physically gifted but the four hours a week that you put in maybe that gets us the extra two or three wins right or maybe that's what gets us uh out of the first round in the playoffs you know what i'm saying you getting ragdolled and throwing the ball up and getting picked off and and just killing your your, your team's chances 
fam, that's what they made you put that four hours in. If you're constantly in the film room and you're showing your teammates that you're about that life, maybe they don't put that in your, in your contract. But guess what? They did. So, and if he violates that, yo, they could just be done with it. Be like, yo, this guy doesn't care. So we're cutting your ass. They could do whatever they want. They put that in the contract and that bozo signed it. So guess what? 235 mil, we'll give you that, but I need you in the gym. I need you, and so not, not necessarily in the gym, but I need you in the film room because we don't trust you. Can you imagine that? You and your, you know what I mean? You're, I don't know. You could think of any scenario that you want, man. Yo, man, can I borrow your car? Yeah, you could borrow my car for sure. Where are you going? I'm going to, I mean, I'm four hours away. I'm going whatever. Okay, cool, man. All right, cool. I need the keys. Oh, hold on. Give me a second. Where are you going? Oh, I'm going with you. What do you mean? I need to borrow the car because I'm going on a date. I got to do, I got things to do. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'm not trust you, man. Take my car. But I'm going to be there with you. I need to see how, how, how hard you're breaking on my car. You know what I'm saying? I need to see how, how reckless you are. You know what I mean? Like, they don't trust him. And when you see something like that, dude, now, maybe, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it's going to come out or maybe it came out. I don't know what it is. But, like, maybe after the first year, if they feel like they trust what he's doing and he's got these guys in success or whatever the case is, they can remove that from a clause. I have no idea. But it's in, it's in writing. And somebody purposely put it out there to clown this dude some more. He got his money. You know what I'm saying? But he could lose that money real quick if you're not as motivated. All that gaming, they're saying, yo, F that gaming, man. They, we see what you're doing. You're gaming and you do all this, all this stuff, man. We need you here. So Kyler Murray, 230 mil, five-year deal, but I need you in the film room. Like, what are you, you got to tell a grown man to get in the film room? Yo, you got 52 other guys depending on your ass. To make sure that you're doing what you got to do. But you got to get it in the contract. Come on, man. That's kind of crazy. That's crazy to me. That is crazy. I've never, I've never seen something like that. I've never seen something like that. My man John comes in and says, yo, the first four games for Murray will be a rough with no Hopkins. Dude. It, and you saw what happened when Hopkins got hurt last year. The freaking Cardinals just went straight to, straight to the shits. They went straight to the shits, man. So, dude. <laughs> It's, it's going to be fun to see to see how this plays out, man. But, like, that that's unheard of, man. My man Renaissance, man, yo, this is the first time I ever heard a team writing that into a QB's contract. That tells you all you need to know. That tells you that, yo, listen, man, I like you. You're a good dude, but I you have some flaws, and I don't see you in the gym enough. I don't see you in the room enough. I don't see you, you know what I'm saying, really being that dude. First guy in, last guy out. I don't see you doing that. I need that from my leader. If I'm paying you 235, 235 mil, I need that from you. Could you imagine Brandon Bean putting that in for Josh Allen? Could you imagine? What a, what a fantastic scenario that the Bills are in. We gave, we gave him a fantastic contract, right? A fair contract. He's getting paid a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's, well, it's well worth it. Every freaking penny that they paid that man is worth it. So. Shout out to the for Brandon Bean and, and Co for getting the deal done and making sure that we got our franchise quarterback for years to come. And the guy is as hungry as it can be. I'm telling you right now, man, I feel good. I feel good about this year. There's going to be some challenges. There's definitely going to be some challenges, but I feel good about this year. Um, there is one thing that I want to mention. I think my man Bobby had this in his IG. Um, and I think I'm going to try to scroll back to his IG page. Um, is it acceptable? For us to lose that first game to the Rams. And there's a reason I asked that question. And I gotta make sure that I get to I get to uh the IG page. Perfect. I see the IG page. I'm gonna try to 
find that that piece of writing that my man Bobby put through. Um, and it was, it was pretty interesting uh, to go through it. If I can try to find that, but it, it was it was the team that lost the first game ended up winning the championship. So if it it's if we lose to the Rams, but it gets us that championship run, man, let us lose to the Rams. The Rams can have that if that gets me to my damn championship. And I don't know which which post that was, Bobby. I'm trying to find it. I think it was you that posted it. But nonetheless, interesting the way I see it, man. But listen, it's going to be fun. I see a lot of things. I see a lot of good things happening. Um, let's make sure that we we crush what we need to crush. We, we take what we need to take and we go from there, right? This is our opportunity. This is our year, if you will. And it feels really damn good. I don't know. I, I'm not from Buffalo. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you guys know that, but I'm not from Buffalo. And I didn't live in Buffalo ever. And I know there's some people that are in this chat right now that lived in Buffalo in the times that the Bills were going to the to the Super Bowl every freaking year felt. And I'm sure the buzz felt good, right? The buzz felt really good. So my question to those that went through that or were in Buffalo in that era and remember it. I'm not talking about when you were six years old. You ain't gonna remember shit when you were six years old. I'm talking about you were a grown man and you knew the vibe and what it was like to be. Is it, does it feel the same right now? Does it feel the same? Does it feel better? Right? Does it does it give you that same feeling? Because if it, if it gives you that same feeling, man, let's roll. Let us roll. You know what I'm saying? I'd love I'd and I'd love it. And if it's like if it's a different feel and you're like, mm, we're a year away, because that's all I hear too. Right? We're a year away. I don't I don't think we're there. Well, guess what? You need to let me know. Because right now I'm not from Buffalo, but it feels fucking good. Excuse me. I haven't I've been cussed in a long time. Like my first cuss word today. You know what I'm saying? Real F-bomb. You feel me? But it feels great. And my man, John Yotis, come through. Thank you, John Yotis. Triple OG, my man, John Yotis, comes says, the vibe is back. And I love that. That's what I want to hear. Because you know, you know that's what it is. What up, Mel? Mel, Mel, what's happening, man? You know that's what I want to hear, right? Don't you want to hear? For those that are not from Buffalo, and you've been hearing all these things, all these great things, Remember back in the 90s when the 90s bills were this, that, and the third, and they're rocking it, all that stuff. But how did it feel? What was the atmosphere like? What were the what were your neighbors like when you went to the grocery store, right? You went to the freaking uh Chippewa Lane or whatever that street is that you guys all party on. I don't know if it's even open because of COVID, but what was the vibe like then? Is it the same as now? I mean, obviously, for those that were partying then, you're probably not partying now, but you get my vibe. You know what I'm saying? When you go to the grocery store, is it the same vibe? That's what I'm trying to hear right now. And if it is, Shoot, give me yo, inject that ish into my veins. You know what I'm saying? I, I hate kind of that's a corny line, but listen, I'll take that man. Inject that into my veins because I'm excited for this year, and I'm excited that you guys will be here with me and my whole BF crew while we go through the year and go through game by game, emotions up, emotions down. But BF, you already know how BF does, man. We we always bring it to your front doorstep and we give it to you raw. So that's exactly what we're going to be bringing to you this year. So keep tuning in and make sure that you got that notification bell clicked. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button if you haven't. And if you, if you haven't subscribed, folks, hit that subscribe button. You will do yourself a favor and you will love every bit of it. You will love every bit of it. And salute to everybody tuned in on Facebook. Salute to y'all. Salute to everybody tuned in on YouTube. I appreciate y'all showing love. Always. It was a rough off season. 
but we're here. We got training camp in the building. We're going to give you the updates on a daily basis. If we can, we will. Uh, Thursday, next up is going to be Thursday. It's my man, Rev. Rev is going to be giving you guys the goods. And then I'm back at it again on Friday uh, and giving you guys the goods. So, folks, we appreciate you always. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel good to be back on the mic, and I feel good to see each and every one of you. I see my girl Heather Hathaway is there. What's up, Heather? I see my man Thomas Sweeney's in the building. Drew Dignis is in the building. Drew Dignis says, yo, the, the rookie says the, the rook RB Cook will be the difference maker for this offense. Listen, if he's a difference maker and he takes us to the freaking promised land and he's a big help, I'll take it. I'll take it every day, man. I just want a damn championship. That's it. And what's lovely is Micah Hyde spoke on that. Championship is what we want, man. All his little buddies, when he goes to work out, all they want, the ones that have won, all they talk about is, yo, man, I got that ring, kid. What are you doing? What are you doing? When are you going to get your ring? And he's like, listen, when I get my ring, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be as obnoxious, obnoxious as they are because I want my damn ring. I want my ring. Damn it, I want my ring too. You see the Rams ring? You see how nice and pretty that thing is? Well, they had the stadium inside the ring. Boy, that is nuts. That is nuts, man. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, shout out to my man, Buffalo716. All my childhood and high school days, all I know from the Bills was losing. Losing, blowing seasons. Then we got Josh Allen. Now we're that team. And I freaking, I and I want a freaking Super Bowl really bad. Trust me, fam. We're all in the same damn boat. We are all in the same boat. Uh, my man, Wario, what's up, Wario? Says, yo, that has been our idea since day one, man. It's coming. I hope so. I hope so. My man, Brett Holmes. What's up, Brett? Brett says, yo, the vibe is back. Went on vacation, saw someone with a Bills shirt and said Buffalo. And he said, go Bills. That was in North Carolina. The vibe is back. The mafia's strong. Again, not that we haven't always been. You're damn right about that. You are damn right. My man, John Yoda says, yo, yes. Reminds me of when we made that run um, to our first AFC championship, man. This is an awesome team. And these guys don't bicker. Ooh, I remember that. I used to read that these guys were called the bickering Bills. Shoot. We don't want to be the Bickering Bills. I'll tell you that right now, man. We do not. Shout out to my man, Jeff King. What up, Jeff? What's happening, baby? Uh, Jeff says, yo, a different era, different competition. AFC wasn't as strong back then. The Bills were dominant, but I believe in this team. You know what? That's a good point because we can't be all up in the hype, you know what I'm saying, of these Bills because the AFC, we talked about how hard the AFC. Good freaking point, Jeff King. Thanks for bringing me back. And thanks for bringing everyone back to say, settle the F down, right? Because it's no different when you look at the – everyone knows, everybody in the mama knows that if, they, if you've been paying attention to the NBA, it's always been about the Western Conference champ. It's always been about the Western Conference. AFC Conference has always been weak. Always. Right? The Boston Celtics, Chicago Bulls, Detroit Pistons. Back then, that was it. There was really nobody else. Right? The Lakers. The Portland Trailblazers, you freaking had Sacramento was good at one point. Uh, freaking the Clippers, I mean, they were bums, but they're only still starting to get better now. Um, I mean, shoot, Utah, like the I can keep going with the West, man. Like New Orleans is doing nice. I mean, can I go? You want me to go back or do you want me to come now? Like OKC, like the West has always been freaking tough, right? The East, Indiana, like nobody's really messing with Indiana. Nobody's messing with Indiana. I'm just saying, man. So um that's what that's probably what the AFC was dealing with back in the 90s. They were probably the, the east of the NBA. Well, do you give them that much credit? You're supposed to do that. So we can't say the same vibe. It's cool to say it's the same vibe, but the AFC is much stronger, way stronger. If 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 my man Jeff King, and I trust his word, 
You tell me that the AFC was weak then? I mean, shoot, we were putting 54 points on people, man. Shoot. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying. But I, I listen, man, I, I got to listen to the people. And the people that have been in Buffalo and that, that know the area and that know all the vibes that were going on back then, I'm glad he told me that. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, we can't be, I mean, like I said, I don't want that stench from the 90s. You know what I'm saying? It's nice to kind of reminisce a little bit, but at the end of the day, we need to make sure, I mean, thank you. My man said the Spurs, the Spurs. I mean, I shoot, I, can, I, I, I stopped that. I stopped that word, the OKC. I mean, the Spurs, like the West was strong. So right now the AFC is what the West is now. The West is just strong all day, every day. Like, I mean, shoot, you have, you have teams fun to get into the playoffs, right? Like they, they do a little mini playoff to get into the playoffs for crying out loud. That's how deep the West is. So at the end of the day, folks, one game at a time. I hate to be cliche, but it's one game at a time. And it starts with the freaking Rams, the defending champion Rams. So we got to go there, handle business. Josh has to shake off the cobwebs, you know what I'm saying? Throw them picks now until we get into the season, until we start lighting these cats up. And then we'll go from there. But preface, one game at a time. This is the freaking wild, wild AFC freaking conference, man. This is thing, this thing is crazy. So we got to make sure we handle business. So that is it. That's it for me, folks. I appreciate y'all. Y'all been tuning in for me for, for years now. You feel me? And it's still the same love that I feel right now. And I show love right back to y'all. And like I told you, man, we're going to be bringing it all year long. My man Rev, my man Bot, you know what I'm saying? Evan is, is holding it down. You might see Evan on screen. My man Alex came through and gave us the, the, the medical on these cats, man. We got a fantastic group of writers on the squad. So listen, salute to each and every one of y'all for tuning in and showing BF love. Before you get out of here, smash that like. Hit that subscription button and hit that notification bell and we go from there. So, folks, until next time, I appreciate y'all. Y'all have yourself a fantastic evening. Y'all have yourself a fantastic night. Have a fantastic rest of the week. We'll see you back again on Friday. You will see my guy Rev on Thursday. And whatever news comes breaking our way, you know that I'll be there to break it down for you. Guess what? I'm on I'm on what we call parental leave. So I got all summer long. You know what I'm saying? I took a good time to take the time off. So I got all summer long to bring y'all the heat. So we're back at it again. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's the Rico Report. It's the Buffalo Fanatics. And once again, it's your boy. And I'm gone. Y'all have yourself a great night. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Let's go. See ya. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. 
Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. DLM's Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.